Bears fans. It is draft night. Welcome to the Bears on Tap draft live stream. We got the whole house here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I am joined by Q, by Juice, and by our old friend, Mr. Beat on our gambling expert joining us this evening. Gentlemen, it's draft day. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. I am excited. I've been I watched draft day earlier, like to close out the work day. I was sitting at my desk at home and I was like, I got to put this on. I haven't watched it yet. Um, I'm feeling good. I'm excited. As we talked about in yesterday's show, there are only three things the Bears can do to upset me today. So don't do them. That's quarterback, running back, or linebacker. To which they're taking Bijan at number nine. Brandon, (laughs) Bijan, buddy, how are you doing? Bijan 300 in the building. I even wore a running back jersey just because of it. Um, I messaged Q uh, last, I think it was say yesterday <laughs> afternoon, and I was like, dude, the odds for a running back shifted from plus 2,800 to plus 500. So I sprinkle a little bit of money on running back, but it's more of an emotional hedge at this point because it's quite obvious, like Quentin said, we need someone big and we need someone ugly, or we trade back and get more picks. But what if But what if they're big and, and semi-attractive, beat on? Not all of them are ugly. All right, I'm sorry to be mean to our ugly friends. We need the big uglies. I feel you there, man. Juice, how you doing, buddy? Ron loose, no matter what. That's that's who we're picking. No, that's it should be fun. Picking. Should be fun. This is a, a a marathon. I think this is probably going to end up being the longest show I've ever been on. True. Yeah, right. And, uh, I don't know where your guys' streams are at, but the commissioner is on stage being booed as we speak. Um, on my stream, so now they're showing me cowboy fans. Which, oh, there's there's the Bears guy. Couple Bears I can't guys. hear you booing back there. I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> I mean, we all know it's going to be Will Levis right here, right? If it's Will Levis, I'm going to lose my brain, dude. I swear, I'm big brain theory on it, but I think it's got like I just if it's Will Levis, so much it's sense Will- for Frank Reich. I said this off air and before we started the stream, but I said if it's Will Levis, I will congratulate Ryan Poles for winning a trade. <laughs> Big facts. Because then you know right away, no matter what, you don't have to see his career. You know. Like, yeah. Okay, it's not Stroud. It's not Young. Yeah, you're, you're hey, golden boy. at that point. Uh, who's the lady? Man, so imagine if they, they just like – threw everyone off here and we're like like draft day they were like Vontae Mack Vontae Williams. Mack no matter what <laughs> could you imagine that I, Dude, I, it would I be hate wild. that in KC that would be bananas that would be bananas I bet you the spread over there is awesome though all that barbecue. Oh, oh dude. Well, it's, it's like a Super Bowl party at this point, right? Like, you, you just won the Super Bowl the last time we really had anything important for the NFL. Now you're all getting together again, and you got to pick at the end of the night. Dude, the fucking yeah. NFL draft gets a flyover. <laughs> I mean, some A10 Warthogs, dude. It, at least they didn't have the roof over it like uh, opening day in Milwaukee. Oh, that is true. Shots so fired. True. This is this is a full Cubs fan Bears crew too. So yeah, oh yeah, all shots welcome. Oh, speaking of, here come the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl champions. Oh, that's my boy Pat Mahomes. <laughs> what stream are you guys watching? The draft is on like seventeen channels. It seems like I got it on ABC. I'm on uh, yeah, got NFL ABC. Network. I got you. 
Yeah, I'm a, I'm an NFL Network truther, so I can't I can't help Daniel myself. Jeremiah. Y'all know what uh, Pat's teammates called him in college? Kermit. Fat Pat. Fat Pat. Because he was a, he's just a big fat kid. That's amazing. <laughs> you mean the guy that eats ketchup on his steak? Yeah, Travis. Travis calls him call everyone a jabroni. <laughs> yeah, big jabroni. Dude, this is quite the uh, opening ceremony for the NFL this is, draft. I don't this remember ever seeing anything like this. Like, can we honestly say, like, what a self sucker this is right here, dude? You got the guy doing the selfie video in the back, doing a be real. Well, I think on top of it, right, with this whole thing with the the draft, dude. Like, this is probably the first time it's ever been hosted by the Super Bowl winner. It looks like Lollapalooza yeah. right now. Yeah, it, it does like. look like Lollapalooza. Well, I mean. I guess technically you could say like it used to be in New York and Giants won a Super Bowl at that time, but like it wasn't like considered a whole city thing. That's just where it was. True. Now that it travels, it's got that little allure to it now. Also, it's shit like this that makes this last like 50 hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't even think anyone's on the clock yet. No. No. Jeremiah said, imagine if Pat Pat Mahomes threw the trophy into the crowd. I don't know if he could throw anything that short. I I don't think he could throw that short if he tried. He wouldn't be the first to throw it, though. Remember when Brady was throwing it from boat to boat? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Tequila tequila filled Brady. Boom. Well, Carolina is officially on the clock, so we are underway. Well, thank God. That was also also the SNL. The SNL girl was the only one Kansas City could get. Like, she's like like D-level celebrity. They're going to sit here for 10 minutes knowing damn well they know who they want. Just come on. Yeah, yeah. This is the worst tradition in the draft. I'm waiting for the year that a team has the number one pick and just ride out the gate. Like, clock starts and, like, 20 seconds in, the pick is in. Well, so I almost wonder if that never happens because if someone makes him a godfather offer in the last minute, they're Calls him out of blue and is like, I will give you everything for this pick. You know what that reminds me of, too, Q? Have you seen what John Dorsey used to do to, like, GMs he knew really well? No. So John Dorsey, when he was still in, you know, a GM chair, would do it, especially to Ballard, because they were together in Kansas City a lot. Yeah. But he would call him when Ballard was on the clock just to screw with him. Literally, that's all he did. He would call him. And there's a couple like clips of Ballard answering the phone, and he goes, "Did you up your offer?" And then you hear John on the other side, "No." He goes, "I'm working here. Good to hear from you." And he hangs up on him every time. It's awesome. I, I saw that clip earlier before we started. So yeah. funny, dude. And that's such like a troll that. thing to do. I would do that as a GM, like if dude, he, especially hear, if he's a good buddy. Just you know they troll each other all the time. Like it's just it's the business. Like how can they not? <laughs> As I say, you get to know these guys so well because of like the GM meetings and everything like that. That you know, it's just you almost know it's just like these guys all know each other well enough to screw so, each other. I guess after hearing that, my question is: Is Ballard going to do that to polls? That would be funny. That would be legitimately funny. They know each other really well. That's true. That's true. That Kansas dude, that Kansas City front office has produced so many GMs. 
Yeah. Like, if you really think about it around the league, how many guys have come out of Kansas City? Like, even, like, back in the day, like, Phil Emery was a Kansas City guy. Yeah. The first yeah, time. Phil before. Emery, when Ryan Poles came on as a, as a scout, Phil Emery was the head of scouting there. He wasn't the GM, so, I, I mean, who knows if he actually had hiring say, but Phil Emery was above him in the scouting department. Isn't that wild how it all comes yeah. full circle? Well, like and, that? I mean, Ballard was under Jerry Angelo for years in Chicago. Oh my God! <laughs> you mean the, you mean the guy that traded Greg Olson? Yeah, and the guy who drafted him. <laughs> it's a little bit. I got I got some I got some uh, boo birds from my uh, my live crowd here about the Greg Olson bringing it up. <laughs> They're talking about the trade right now. Talking about the Bears trade. What is what is Bryce doing? Why are you moving, buddy? I think you're getting picked. God, I hope it's Will Levis. Every part of my being hopes it's Will Levis. If it's God, Will Levis, and he just comes out on the stage with like two jars, like the squeeze jars of mayo, and just goes like a bottle girl. Him. Yeah, like stone. Oh, that's right. Steve doesn't he have a weird mayo? like? Doesn't Dude, he have a weird obsession with mayo? He puts mayonnaise he puts in, in his coffee, coffee and he <laughs> eats, he doesn't peel his bananas. He just jams them. That's so gross. Oh, here we go. It's, it's like so Tarzan. Awful. Dude, they have really upped the green room since COVID. Dude, the green, the, oh, yeah. the COVID green room was literally just like a hospital waiting room. It was just like <laughs> yeah, well, bro, I it, feel it like the little partitions. Like, it had the partitions and shit. It had like yeah, one chair like again. COVID. <laughs> and I've been like all week since last weekend. I've been like as I'm working on my draft guide. I've just had like old drafts up on YouTube playing while I'm doing them, and like the green room was just like. There's a sheet of paper, and then you're in the green room. It's not like this. This mm-hmm. is like a, a fancy hotel lobby, like just completely separate from everything. It really is. Jeremiah is saying he is a Saints fan and wants the Panthers to oh, also draft love. See, Jeremiah is out here rooting yeah. for chaos as well. Yeah, Jeremiah knows. Jeremiah knows what's up. <clears throat> Jeremiah, loyal Cubs on tap YouTube commenter, as he says here, can I get a fuck the Cardinals? Fuck the Cardinals! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we might be saying that. We might be saying that if okay. the Cardinals like take Carter at three or something. Well, no, the Cardinals, dude, the Cardinals are going to trade, bro. And we're also, Who do you we're think also trade for? with this pick. We're also about to find out how all different our streams are. This first um, thing, it's about to be. We should start. We should start a timer and just be like, "All right." Carolina's war room is clapping. We're clapping. All right. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm way behind, man. Oh. I have four. I have four seventeen left on my clock on the first thing. It's like oh, I got, got four fifty. Everyone in that room is either bald or holding on to nothing but hope. It's a stressful job, you know. I want, I want real footage, like the guy in the back who didn't want that guy like booing and shit. So let's be real here. I don't There are as many as three teams trying to trade up to the Cardinals spot for Jalen Carter, supposedly. That's wild. It sounds like everyone thinks that the Seahawks are going to take him, so they're trying to get in front of the Seahawks. Makes sense. I mean, he's a logical fit for Seattle. They they addressed offensive line last year, hitting on Cross and, and Lucas. Yeah. You know, they weird. And Roland. I still don't understand why people didn't like him so much. I yeah, mean, the obviously, they should have liked him more. He started a full year as a rookie and was okay. But 
the pick is in on my screen, boys. What do you want me to do? Yeah. You want me just to react, or what? What are we looking for here? Just throw it in here. Just, just you start yelling yeah. and screaming first. Just... I want I want Ron to announce every pick. Okay, <laughs> Ron Ron can be announcer then. I if you're ahead of all of us, you have to be I'll, the and no I'll reactions. Listen. You gotta all right. You gotta I'll go listen. full Roger Goodell for it. I will I will listen to it and then I will just regurgitate it. <laughs> it's definitely going to be Bryce. Yeah, Jeremiah's got a really good point here too. Just talking about the prospects. Hate to take a trip to KC and not get drafted. I well, I mean, they only, they only depend what position you are. Guys. But I mean, even if you're, if you're a big boy, oh, that's that's awesome. Oh Shit, yeah, I'm, I got to spend it all night I in the green room with that spread. Yeah, yeah. damn right, man. Go go in the second round. Go on day two, so you get to come back and eat again. That's what I'm saying. Like I'd be, I'd, I'd be okay with falling. I'd be like, hell, man, I'm, I'm yeah. eating burnt ends all week. <laughs> I mean, you know, Dewan Jones is there right now. Burnt oh, ends sounds right. so good. <laughs> he, he, he may he, not, he, he, <laughs> he may not walk up to the stage. He's, like, he's licking his fingers on the way up. <laughs> <laughs> the pick is in. Dewan Jones, and he comes out. He's. He's got a he's, he's got, got a plate of got potato a salad. Beef in his hand. He's just chewing on it. <laughs> gives Goodell a hug. Goodell's covered in barbecue sauce. He gives. <laughs> I was gonna say he gets like barbecue sauce all over the back of his jacket. I was gonna say I hope Goodell's got like a tan jacket on too, so you just see the big smears on the back. They just made the call. Oh, they just made the call. We got Will Levis. Scott just got off a work call. Here comes Roger. Rogelio. More classic. Stop clapping. <laughs> yeah, this is literally Lollapalooza. In With the first overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select quarterback from Alabama, Bryce Young. Yeah. Damn. I mean, all right, it's time so, for Tyree Wilson to go. My number one overall bet. So, Bryce Young, I mean, if you guys aren't familiar with him, he's he's a great quarterback. Like, he is very, very good, very quick processor. Like, he's smart out there. It's everything he does, there's a reason why he's doing it. The knock on him is right here. 70 inches tall. That's five foot ten. And that might be being a little generous. We'll see. I mean, it was his combine measurement, but I'm not sure how they, how players can get any advantage on a measurement, but I'm sure there's ways you can kind of get an extra quarter inch or something. Because I feel like he, he he's barely 5'10". Um, and he weighed in at 204 pounds. His playing weight's probably closer to 185, uh, 190 maybe, but he's 200 wet. But he did get there. For the combine, he didn't he didn't weigh in at his pro day. So that's the main concern with this guy. Can he take hits? Is he going to be able to see over the line of scrimmage? His arm's not great, and a lot of his deep throws are on the run, which means he's getting his body momentum into them. Does he have the arm to hit the outside the number throws from the pocket without that momentum? I think he does, but it's not like it's not blowing anyone away either. Where he wins is smarts processing, hitting stuff on time. Um, and one other concern I have about him, average time to throw in college last year or in his senior year or junior year or whatever he was last year at Alabama, 3.02 seconds, he holds the ball forever waiting for stuff to happen. That might be Bill O'Brien's offense, 
if you're familiar with Bill O'Brien from his days at the Texans, got Deshaun Watson sacked like 70 times one season because everything's a deep, deep progression, seven-step drop, like you're holding, you're waiting, you're waiting. That was that was his offense coordinator at Alabama. So when he gets to the NFL, we'll see. Will he play on time or will he be lingering around, making guys miss in the backfield? And he's not Kyler Murray, you know, as far as his speed and his, his uh, elusiveness goes. He's elusive, but he's not Kyler Murray. So, like, I'm not sure he's going to be able to dodge those tackles the same way at the NFL level. So he's going to need to learn to play on time. I hope he can. I like the kid. He seems like a great person from everything I've seen about him. He took his offensive line out to dinner every Wednesday night last season. That's dope. I'm a big fan of that. As a fat boy myself, I'm a big fan of that. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. I liked it. Another fun fact, he met Warren Buffett once but mistook him for Jimmy. Just wasted away in margarita, though. That's that's a funny, like, fun Absolutely house called in margarita, though. That is honest. Q, that is honest to God, my favorite part of your draft guide is the weird-ass facts that you find about these guys because they're the most out-of-left-field things you could ever imagine. And it's amazing. I'm such a fan. Such a fan. Not made up. We got the we got the pick in for the second pick already. Really? Oh wow, that was quick. That was quick. All right, Q. Convicted. Me and me and Q are having a bet off. Q has Anderson, and I have uh, I have Tyree Wilson. But you won't be mad if Wilson gets picked because you're a Texas. No, I'll be I'll be fine. I mean, I I just bet small amounts on these, anyways. Doesn't really. Oh yeah, no these. I'll be I'll be I'll still be surprised if they. If they do not take take Will Anderson, yeah, because he's just such a clear cut quality player. Like I think Wilson might be better eventually, but like it's just hard to pass on Anderson unless the unless there's a medical flag somewhere that that hasn't been put out to the public. That's the only thing I can imagine. But Tyree Wilson's are, coming off a medical flag. He has a screw in his foot right now. Are we are we scared, Q, that they pick so quick that they're just taking CJ Stroud? I don't know. Because that was Would like, be dude, dude, that was like quicker than a bag of popcorn, my guy. Like, we ain't even... <laughs> Or, I mean, maybe. So is that what I've heard? Is, they gotta, we, is that the first beat on Amatapia for the night? <laughs> quicker than a bag of popcorn. Quicker than a bag of popcorn. From what's been put out there, though? Oh, they it, want nothing is, to do with Stroud. Is Q it? wins. It is Will Anderson. I heard All someone right. in the background. It's just a double Bama, dude. I hate that. What did you hear? Oh, I was the pick hasn't oh. been made yet. No, it's just everybody oh, okay. speculating. Oh, okay, okay. You're just hearing well, speculation so in the background. Every, all the rumors that have been out there have been that uh, the Texans don't want Stroud because of his agent, who's the same agent as Deshaun Watson's agent. So, like, if, uh, if they're making this pick this quick, it might be that easy of a decision for them. That like, nope, we're not doing that. So we're going with this guy. It's just Will Love. We're just gonna say Will Love us until it's Will Love us until. Good old Jimmy Ursay takes him at four. <laughs> we were we were poking fun at Jim Ursay last night on the on tap that stream. I was like, how drunk do you think Jim Ursay is right now? Also, uh, beautiful plug, by the way, beat on. Um, if you haven't checked out the on tap that streams yet, you need to. I had a great time. Great time. Yeah, I had a great time going at it with you guys during March Madness in the comments. Oh, my God. Um, to which I, was, I will say, I will say, beat on. 
We started hot. Not the finish hot. But my entire bracket was good all the way until like the final four. Oh. I was like 98th, 98th percentile until like the last two days of the tournament. The smartest man in the room right there. Brutal. All right, they really hung this one over our head because yeah. they gave us the pick is in three minutes ago. D'Amico Ryans. There's advertising dollars, man. They matter. With the number yeah, two no. pick in the NFL draft, the Houston Texans select quarterback from Ohio State, C.J. Stroud. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, that's... They went quarterback after all. So, man, Stroud, I think Stroud's the best quarterback in this class. I think he'd go number one overall if it wasn't for some S2 test that got leaked out there. And who knows? Maybe it holds merit with him. Maybe it doesn't. He's a rhythm thrower. He's got plenty of arm to hit all the throws. He wants to live in the pocket, but he can move. We saw in the Georgia game, this guy can run. This guy can create. He didn't do it a lot at Ohio State. He wasn't asked to do it a lot at Ohio State. But in that big game against Georgia, he showed it. If he showed it a little more often, again, he might have gone number one. Can he keep repeating that at the NFL level? That's the big question here. But I think he can. And I think he's the ideal kind of quarterback you want. A pocket passer who can create with his legs when he needs to. Yeah, you, you look like you had something to say, Ron. This setup's pretty cool. Like the whole, I'm not a test taker. No, I had, I had nothing. Oh, this, I'm just, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm just listening just to your spew knowledge, baby. You're good. No, you're good. So the other not the the knock on him outside of the creativity aspect is excellent surrounding cast. You know, he had Jackson Smith and Jigba. He had uh, Chris Olave. He had Garrett Williams. He had Marvin Marvin Harrison Jr. An outstanding offensive line in front of him. Ideal circumstances to play quarterback in. Like everything is kind of perfect for him. So how going to a Texans team that has a lot of needs, how is he going to be able to manage that? And then really just that playing outside structure. We need to see him be able to do it more because not everything is going to be on time on this Texans offense. Yeah, hundred percent, especially in year one, I feel like too, right? Because it's so, they need so much, right? Like that's the easy explanation. Like the, he doesn't even have Brandon cooks anymore. Right. Nope. But that being said, I think now this sets the, the stage potentially for Houston to go get JSN at number 12. If he's there. Absolutely so. does. Now, how about that smoke screen from the Texans, though? All the smoke Spice about they don't want CJ Stroud. All the smoke. They go and take that is it. That maybe, was, maybe they were actually right scared there. that Carolina was going to take them. Maybe that's, they just trackers, they yeah. just wanted to play off the fact that they're like, no, we don't care who you guys take. When in reality, they're sitting there freaking out, like, please don't take him, please don't take him. Yeah, maybe. they really had to or, do that too, right? That they won that stupid game at the end of the year. <laughs> I mean, no, 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 that Lovey. Was, shout that out Lovey. No shout stupid, out that Lovey. That was not a stupid game. That was a great game. If you're that's if you're a Texans season. fan, that's the dumbest thing you do right there. Just fucking lose. Always just yeah. fucking. But at the end of the day, they still got C.J. Stroud, who you could make the argument until the end of these two careers, until we see what we see in the NFL, who's better. Because honestly, but you, it's it's but, it's subjective, and you could ask anyone. Someone will say Stroud. Someone will say Young. You know. Yeah. I mean, I think Stroud has the clear higher floor, personally. Now, 
that doesn't make him necessarily the better prospect. In my opinion, he's the better prospect, but that's just opinion, like you said. But I think his floor is just automatically higher because he has that NFL body. He he should be able to hold up and take hits, and he plays within structure like that. Those are three things that will just keep him in the league. And as uh, the resident betting guy, I can't believe I called my shot in the moment when they said the pick is in at like nine minutes and 59 seconds. But CJ Stroud was plus 1,200 to go right there. So that would have been a nice hit for those who had it. That's that's spicy money for Stroud to go number two. I like that. Yeah, and I know JSN is plus 650 to go to the Texans. And we talked about that last night. The guy that I had on Nino Brown talked about JSN to the Texans, but could also see him going to the Packers, which I would absolutely hate. But, hey, it's not catching the ball from a drug addict anymore. That's facts. A question for you guys now. What now that we're transitioning to pick number three here, uh, my my live live cast over here has presented a fair question to me. Who do you guys think if the Cardinals stay here? Do you think now they have incentive to stay here because they're down to the last two minutes of this pick? Do you think yeah, they're trying to orchestrate a trade here? What is the was the clock reset? I think they trade. So no, it doesn't. Um, but what I was just saying about teams are talking with the Cardinals about going up for Jalen Carter. Do they still feel like they need to? That like this this just changed everything. You got the three best defenders still on the board right now in Tyree Wilson, Will Anderson, and Jalen Carter. And you might be happy with any of those three. I mean, if you're still trying to jump Seattle, I guess so, but maybe Indy's willing to play ball. Maybe like, you know, there's there's some other factors here now that Will Anderson is still on the board. Or maybe someone's sitting here saying, I gotta go get Will Anderson. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, if I was a team, if I'm coming up to go to number three, really? Wow. Wait, what was Hold it? Hold on. Really? Is that I what they just said? Them. So the Texans so are, are coming back up to three. Wow. The Texans are coming up to three. They're on the phone. Well, yeah, so there's there's your Will Anderson. So they got their quarterback. Yep, there's the Texans trade. They're back at three, boys. Wow. Wow. That's a ballsy trade. I want to know what they gave up. Dude, he's, he's literally walking around the facility like Randy Marsh, just, with, just bouncing. <laughs> I'm in shock. You've, have you ever seen this before? Were they instantly oh, trade right no. back? No. All right, well, Will Levis is going for though. I think Levis is going right here. Or not Levis, I'm sorry, fucking Anderson. They just double quarterback it? We want a, a true quarterback uh, competition in camp. Nico Ryans, draft Tyree Wilson, do the right thing. Trade alert. I love how they have a trade sponsor. God, I hate this what's league. Oh, you know what's? Like, you know what's? This you know what's crazy? Trade sponsor. This is what's crazy. According to Peter Schrager, Daniel Jeremiah actually called this trade in his final mock draft. He had the Texans coming back up to three to take an elite defensive player. They have twelve picks in the draft. They have the most picks in the draft, so it does kind of make sense if you really. Yeah. Think about it. They, play they had the really most bad, capital they to play, play in a really really bad division, dude. Yeah, I, I always mean, feel like. Once you get up around ten picks, that's about the max you want because it's it's it can be hard to pay attention and to be developing that many guys at once. Like once you're you're hitting over ten guys, it's a little too much to even handle. So I always feel like teams with that many picks just want to position themselves to where they need to be to get their guys more than anything. Yeah, because you can't sign all those guys, you know. 
I mean, some if you're the Bears, you can <laughs> Houston, but like true. you can't you can't true. give them the attention they need to become the player you want them to be, right? There's a lot that you need. Hey to guys, I got the comp too on the trade. The Cardinals are getting pick number 12, 33, a first next year, and a third next year. And the Texans so are getting Jan- three and one oh five of this year's draft. What if they take what if they take Jackson Smith and Jigwa and just say, fuck it, we're taking the quarterback and his receiver we already got? And the, and the pick is in. The pick is in. Here we go. I'm a meatball, by the way, though. They're not taking it. Number three, defensive end from Alabama, Will Anderson. Wow, what a ballsy move to go up and get the best defensive player in the draft and get your quarterback. Q, you're on mute, buddy. Thank you. My dog was I got you. I forgot. Uh, so you said 12, 33, a one next year, and a third next year? 33, a one next year, and a third next year with swaps this year, and the Texans getting 105 this year. Okay, so according to this is straight up Jimmy Johnson or Bridge Hill or Spielberg, Fitzgerald or Harvard, any of the models you look at, Arizona won this trade by a pretty wide margin. I'm assuming that Houston has the number 10 pick next year. I mean, that's I think that's fair to say they're at at worst case for Arizona, a top 10 pick. Um, and I, I just put the third at 72 because that just seemed like about the same 10 picks after the end of the second round. By this, I mean, Arizona is getting quite the premium on this trade. Yeah, that's a hell of a trade to move back nine spots. And um, Will Anderson, probably the most pro-ready guy we've seen at edge rusher in a while. I mean, this guy's going to walk into the league and be like like he's already been there for three years. I'm not sure if he's ever going to hit the ceiling of being like a – a complete game record, game in, game out. I'm just not sure he's that type of athlete. I'm not sure he's that type of uh, has that type of elite trait. But what he is going to do is get you ten sacks a year every year. He's just going to be that consistent presence who it can just game in, game out is getting the job done for you out there. Is making Pro Bowls that type of stuff. Such a technically sound player. His hands are so clean. His timing, the way he tempos his speed, and just really almost everything about his game is just so well done, so well thought out, so well coached, and uh, repetitioned out in practice. He works his ass off. He, Nick Saban raves about this kid. Um, but he misses a lot of tackles. Has a finishing problem. He's got to finish better. That's really the, the, really the only knock on him. He's, he's a... Slightly above average athlete. I wouldn't say he's a great athlete, but he's for how technically sound he is. He doesn't need to be a great athlete is the way that I see it. Um, I comped him to Derek Thomas. I thought he was one of the tougher players to comp in a while. Everyone wanted to throw Khalil Mack out there. I don't see it because I think Khalil Mack played around 280 by the time he was with the Bears. That's a big boy. And that that's a lot of projection for a guy who's 250 at the combine. Like Mac was 250 at the combine, just because he put on like 30 pounds in his first two years in the NFL. I think Buffalo's strength program was probably a little different than Alabama's. So like I'm I'm not uh, sure. One, one, just one, a smidge, a just yeah, a smidge, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I thought Derek Thomas was a really 
with the, the best comp that I can come up with. I mean, you're talking about a Hall of Fame caliber player right there in Derek Thomas, but not as much as just the, the freakish athlete as just a quality producer in and out. And Anderson um, graduated with a 3.0 GPA. Uh, he wor- started working with former NFL players at a young age, like in middle school, I think it was, he was working with the NFL edge rusher on his technique and stuff, which you can see in his tape. Um, and he's the youngest of six children with five older sisters. Holy shit. That's crazy. And he goes buck wild for bubble tea. The- I'm sure I'm sure with five older sisters, he's into some shit like that, of course. Oh, fucking course. He, he got introduced um, to that at a young age. Man. Yeah. Yeah, no. Too many, too many sisters that not love bubbles. His ass had a boba tea instead of a uh, in the combine. We've got to be Will Levis here. Yeah, I was gonna say we've got to pick his in for the Colts. Give me Anthony Richardson, baby. That's who. uh, That's who I got here. That uh, that Eagles offensive coordinator came over to Indy. He's yeah. going to throw Anthony Richardson in the Jalen Hurts offense, and it's going to sure get wild. Yeah. Dude, I had a, I had Juice, you got anything spicy for us here, buddy? No. No. <laughs> Juice, is just, Juice is just loving life right now. He's just like, I'm just hanging out with you guys. We're watching the No, man, I don't know. I, I just, I've been rooting for quarterbacks to go. If you're a Bears fan, you got to do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Right? You got to root for quarterbacks to go. It's and... only, only a couple more people well, after this. Or one more you can root for us. quarterbacks not to go, and Will Levis is there at nine. Right, and yeah, I mean. Right back with Tennessee. Right. Or Tampa. God, that would be such a Titans move or to Tampa. fucking Will Levis. I feel like he's born to be a Titan. Like he, he looks like Ryan Tannehill. He looks like Jake Locker. <laughs> Fuck Ryan oh. Tannehill. He looks like Jake Locker, baby. <laughs> Jake Locker, Huskies legend. Why well, is a Washington Husky legend, dude? Legend. Pac twelve after dark legends. You know, I've heard some uh, some interesting comparisons for Anthony Richardson to Jake Locker in the past. Oh, Jesus Christ! Really? Yeah, Jake Yikes. Locker was a freak athlete. Like he wasn't Anthony Richardson. True, he was. Like, he was. Yeah. It was considered his best thing was how athletic he was. True, true. Yeah, you're right, man. No, that's a good point. I mean, I remember when he was coming out. Everybody was like, "This is," especially because that was still at the time when like athletic quarterbacks weren't everybody, right? Like it was still a very pocket passing league. And, you know, your Rivers and your Mannings and all of them still dominated the NFL. Ooh, here's the cold selection. I'm going to go quiet for a second. Just let it be Will Levis so I can stop scribbling and write one fucking check mark. <laughs> the number four pick in the NFL draft, the Colts take quarterback from Florida, Anthony Ross. It all burns down. That just makes too much sense. With who their new head coach is, what their offense is going to be. This head coach just just went in went into Philly, got Jalen Hurts, helped him develop, changed the offense around for him, built the offense around him to fit him. Why not get a guy who you can do that with again in Anthony Richardson? Like Will Levis, I, I get the appeal, but like if you are gonna take a project and try to build your offense to cater to what he can do. Why not take the guy who can do it all? You know, who can, you, you can just, especially for Indy, Jonathan Taylor and Anthony Richardson is going to be a nightmare to defend from a rushing perspective. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I was going to say, that gives me, that gives me like, Justin then, Fields and the run game for the and Bears. Then, and then he yeah. just drops, like, a 65-yard nuke on your head. And then you have, I mean, you have, you have to stay on. He's only going to hit them, like, one time out of four. 
but or maybe six, but yeah, he has that arm. Like uh, uh, my 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 first strength here for Anthony Richardson, a mix of Derrick Henry, Khalil Mack, and Brett Favre. That's what this guy is. He is one of the rarest athletes the NFL's ever seen. I think, like to have that type of arm with four four speed and the type of power that he runs with and the explosiveness. Like this guy has a forty inch vertical. It's just Home, insane. Homeboy, homeboy should be hooping in the NBA, not playing quarterback in the NFL. Seriously, <laughs> though. No, like the, the large majority of NFL players, or I shouldn't say large, probably somewhere around 60% of NFL players or 50% wanted to be basketball players. And they were an athletic. Yeah. Basketball is the most – it just – you it requires the most athleticism of any other sport that we watch in America. Like, so then do, do we say I don't say that because – I. Don't want to miss anything. No, Jalen Carter's still there. So is Tyree Wilson. But like, it's rare to see this type of athlete hitting football at this position, specifically at corner. You see it, but not here. I'm excited for what we're going to be doing. I was going to say, I feel like quarterback is such a position that like you get good athletes, but you never get great athletes. So to have a guy that is such a great athlete. The ceiling is so high. And, I, I mean, for the Colts, it makes so much sense, like you said, Q. The, they just went through this. Like, he, he just went through this as the OC in Philly saying, hey, we're going to re-engineer our offense to work for Jalen Hurts. And then Jalen Hurts signed now the second largest contract in NFL history because Lamar just one-upped him today. Yeah. But, I mean, who's you know? It, it does feel like a perfect case scenario for the Colts, and like you said, Jonathan Taylor's there. They still have a solid offensive line, maybe not great anymore, but still solid. You have a, you still have a, a solid defense. Like to me, the biggest thing that they need now for him is weapons, because especially at the, at the receiving position outside of Pittman, you don't really have a ton there that gets me excited personally as a fan of football. Yeah. Hey, at least uh, it's an upgrade from what he had at Florida. I think. I will say that I will say this. Boys. Not every you can't say that about Ohio State. <laughs> if we if, if we can get to uh, if we can get past seven, Will Levis is still there. We are officially on trade watch. Oh yeah. Would, oh, so the, yeah. Uh, that's what I was just right. about to say when we we got a little. Are we Seattle, on Will I mean, Levis fall I, watch now? I, I thought, that... Listen, if Seattle takes Hendon Hooker, one of two things. I'll erupt, but I thought they were going to take him later in the round. They're not going to take him here. They might trade out, but if not, why not go defense? Their defense was not great last year. If they don't take Tyree Wilson or Jalen Carter here, I'll be shocked. Those two have Pete Carroll written all over them. Unless they go corner, because Pete Carroll just loves cornerbacks. Well, too. if they go corner, go Christian Gonzalez and just, yeah. just like I said, check mark, no scribble. So one one last fact about Anthony Richardson I want to make sure I don't miss. He has never lost a hot uh, a hot sauce chugging contest. In his life, that's, that's sick. Oh, that's <laughs> oh my god, that's so bad. I like I like spicy things. I like hot sauce. I put I'm like the Frank's Red Hot commercial. I put that shit on everything. But even that makes my stomach. Turn. Yeah, that's no point out. That's brutal. Beat on. What you I mean, what were they? To be fair, like? oh, I never verified. I never I'm verified that he's won one either. So, touche. Well, I was gonna say, what were the odds on on Richardson going there? Uh, I didn't look at Richardson there, but it was it was like it had to have been like plus a couple hundred. It wasn't a lot. It wasn't as high as it was for me to take Richardson to go. Yeah, to I think it was only like on my book. I think it was only like plus three hundred or something because yeah. I would have taken it if it was good. 
and I didn't take it because I didn't think it was juicy enough. Yeah, you got to get the juicy ones. The juicy ones are fun. That's the fun part of the draft. Okay. Thanks, sir. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, we got about two minutes left here on the Seattle pick as they go to commercial. Let's let's. I, w- I want to hear from each of you. Who is it? Is it Tyree or is it is it Carter? Because I, I I agree with Q. I think it's one of those two. Are, are we split here? Are we divided? Or are we all it's in the, agreement on who it is? It's the oldest profession in the world. The hooker. Because <laughs> <laughs> sold on it being another quarterback. <laughs> the Tennessee Volunteers for my, going for early my own, for my own selfish gain. No, it's it's one of those two that you mentioned, hundred percent. I think I, I think I'd lean Tyree. I, I don't think they expected Tyree Wilson to be here, and I think it's just cleaner. It just makes more sense for oh. them to go after the guy who has the doesn't have the off field issues. Who doesn't speak? Yeah, no, for sure. They are taken for fuck. It has major Bears implications. Pete Carroll's like ninety years old. He needs to hurry up, dude. Just give give the ninety year old man a break, okay? He's trying. I know he's. I know he's got a suit on with some Nike Air Monarchs to compliment. Man, that is one. The pick is in. I can never get behind. The, the, the Nike Air Monarchs, the, the, the sneakers with the suit. Like I just, I can't. I, I, like, I don't, grow why up. are you wearing a suit if you're gonna wear sneakers? Grow up, like dude, grow up. I just don't like it. Maybe I'm alone in that, but no, you're not. You're not. You gotta wear the dress shoes. That's what I'm saying. It's just like it takes away yeah. from the. And that's like, another thing too. Like are uh, of wearing a suit. <laughs> you see the evolution of the fit on draft day, as you know, each year it gets tighter and tighter. Because, you know, you remember the drafts 15 years ago. They were in hefty, hefty, hefty bags, suits to the draft. And now it's like, if I don't see a prospect's ankles, like, is he, does he have an ankle sprain? Is there something wrong with your ankle, buddy? Because they all <laughs> wear the same. Swollen? They all wear the same <laughs> fucking suit with it. You know, it cuts off right before the ankle. And they got the nice shoes on, usually the buckle right in the front. Like, yeah, this is a fashion statement, too, for these guys, you know? Can't be Wait, pulling so up in a tuxedo, tuxedo T like Ricky Bobby. We've had Will Anderson go to it's Houston. It's getting to be too much, though. CJ I appreciate when a prospect comes out with just a nice, nice basic suit, though. Like a regular suit. Like Wilson's here on. when he comes out, like he looks like a PlayStation controller. <laughs> <laughs> A PlayStation controller. I think I think it's gonna be Carter, man. I don't know. I my hunch tells me it's Carter. I feel like that's like like you said. That's such a. I think they're all right. They're all right on the back end of the defense. It's up front. They were getting smoked in running games. Like, do you guys remember the 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 Carolina game last year with them? Carolina ran them out the fucking gym. I started to use a basketball reference, but like they literally just hammered them between the tackles. They could not stop anything. The anticipation's killing me. It said the pick is in now for like five minutes. Yeah, no, it's definitely defense. Dude, this, this shit takes too long, man. Way too fucking long. I'm sorry. Like, just put them a line and, and pick as you go. Like, like straight backyard style. I think that's way more entertaining. I think we have our first surprise of the draft, boys. It all Here, burns. Here's the pen. It all burns.
Devin Witherspoon is a Seattle Seahawk, boys. Oh, the first surprise of the draft. Pete Carroll does love his cornerbacks. Yeah, he does. Wow. Open up a throw away, Bijan. Bijan's going to the fucking Bears, boys. <laughs> Honestly, that's really good for the Bears. Because right no, now you still got Tyree Wilson and Jalen Carter yeah. on the board with only three more picks to go before you're up. Like, that is that is ideal for the Bears. So, Devon Witherspoon, I'm shocked that it's not Christian Gonzalez going first. But when I think about the fact that it's Pete Carroll taking him, I do understand more why it's Devon Witherspoon. This is, like, I feel like Pete Carroll has somewhat of, like, a uh, – hits philosophy kind of thing going kind of like Matt Eberflus. And the one thing that I could like consistently see in Devon Witherspoon's play was Matt Eberflus's hits principle. This guy all out every play hits guys early all the time, but like that's going to have to change in the NFL, but he is just a maniac. His hair is on fire every single down. And he has the athleticism to play like that. Like he can, keep up with just about anybody 4.45 speed and just such a competitive player, such a feisty player. He is drawing with wide receivers. He is smacking people, forcing fumbles. There is so much to like about this player. He's an outstanding football player. And speaking of basketball, he had hoop dreams. He actually, he, he stopped playing football to focus on basketball in high school as a junior he came back to play football again. So this guy still is probably figuring out some stuff about football. Like, but he's that type of basketball athlete playing it. Um, he actually signed with a junior college out of high school until he completed the SAT for the second time and was able to get scholarship eligible. And Illinois was his only FBS offer, which is just wild when you look at this guy's athletic abilities. Um, and he has seen every single episode of the real world multiple times. I love the fucking fun facts. I can't take it. It's so funny. Dude, honestly, with this pick, like, this just makes me think, like, A, I have two questions in mind, just out to the universe. A, how much is, how pissed off is Detroit right now that this guy went? Because we talked about it on yesterday's show, Juice Q. Like, this is the guy we expected going to Detroit. Like, he fits the Dan Campbell model. You know what I mean? Like, that's the guy. You know, that's who that's who we were thinking. Yeah. And then I think like, two, I, though, I, <laughs> like is is Illinois becoming DBU all of a sudden? No. Yeah. But look at I last mean, year. I, Joseph went to Detroit, made a huge yeah. impact. You got Witherspoon, Brown, and the other safety all draft eligible this year, probably gonna be Martin. I mean, they're they're kind of sneakily putting together some really good secondaries at least of the last few years obviously every football team should be very would every football team would be very happy to welcome any of the illinois dbs onto their team from this draft they are outstanding football players like i mean the upside is higher than others but i just think they're really good football players i got something for you guys breaking news arizona is coming back up to six arizona up to six they're taking christian gonzalez Oh, yeah, both both Rappaport and Chef had it. Arizona's trading up to number six per sources. God, this could be anything. 
this could be anything. They like there was talk about them targeting offensive tackle. That they need defense. They need corner. They need they need everything except for quarterback. Do Do you think they go Carter here? This is probably twelve thirty. I don't like when you need everything. I can't imagine you're you're giving up picks to go take a guy a risk on a guy. You know, like if you traded back and got him, I think that makes sense. But I don't think you're giving up draft capital to go take a bigger risk when you have this many needs and a quarterback who's going to miss half the season anyways. Yeah, it's true. Now I'm really intrigued. Spicy take. Do we do we have Bijan going here? Don't say it. Don't ruin my night. Spicy. Spicy. Hooker is going to come through at 31 or wherever the fuck the Seahawks pick at the 12th hour, and I'm going to be sitting here, and I'm going to be taping this piece back together for the plus 700 Hooker ticket. But, you know, listen, I will say this. I will say this because you haven't had me on the show in a while. Just don't fuck this up, Ryan Poles. They, uh, they officially, vocal. They officially uh, confirmed the compensation for the trade. It's 6 for 12 and 34. 34 and 12. Again, we only have 31 picks tonight, too, because the Dolphins so, are bad people. I Because the Dolphins are scumbags. Yeah, they're bad people. <laughs> I I think this is going to be Taronsky. Ooh. Oh, fuck you. No. That's spicy. Atlanta is like tied to Skaronsky. Vegas could use Skaronsky. I mean, I, they could both cry use a corner, too. But I think Arizona is moving up for offensive line here to get the offensive line that they really feel good about who they have two tackles right now. Both their tackles are okay, but they're 30 and 34 years old. So they are they might be sitting there saying, we can put Skronsky in guard to start. If we think he can play a tackle, we can move him back out to tackle. But, I mean, I think you're getting a very sure thing if that's where what they're doing here. Sorry, my buddies are roasting me for being a Ryan Poles hater. And so – Guys, I have I have some intel. Do you guys want to hear the intel? Yeah. My spicy take is correct. It's Rolandis. It's Bijan. It might be Bijan. Wait, what, what's this intel? Can, can you share sources or is it? Uh, is he, yeah, right. Like, no, no. My, never mind. My source. My source. My source says Paris Johnson. That's what it is. Be careful who you source, kids. Be careful who you source sources from. <laughs> My sauces. I got all the sauces. We thought we had sauce. Oh, and they went to a sauce. fucking com- they went to a commercial too. Fucking ABC plumbing. I don't care Eric, about ABC plumbing. Our uh, our head coach of the Cardinals, aka Buddy from uh, from Impractical Jokers, is very excited about the pick. Dude. Oh yeah. So Detroit. Wait, it's Detroit a punter. Has four pit or three. Three picks in the top 34 now? For who? The Lions? Yeah, three in the top 34 because uh, they still have 18 as well. Yeah. It's definitely Bijan. It's definitely Bijan. It's Bijan. Look away, Bijan. Bijan, look away, Bijan. No, I think think the – I think Q was on the right trail. Gonzalez is the – I think Gonzalez or Skaronsky, but I'm leaning Skaronsky. Bijan be down look away. Edge. They should take Tyree Wilson if they have any sort of brain. 
More ball. Paris Johnson Jr. goes number six. I love that. I love that quote. That was All right. I was hoping it wasn't. All right. All right. I need man. to listen to you two. I, those groans were fantastic. That's, He's a big dude, man. You walk in that nine if dude. you can get him. He is a big dude. Um, he, I'm a little depressed right now, but Paris <laughs> – Paris is an NFL. I mean, he's he's a Hall of Fame brain. Guy stands six foot six, 36 inch arms. You don't find guys with 36 inch arms who can move like this very often. The last guy who comes to mind is uh Tyron Smith, who I have in comp to here. Like, there's rawness, there's stuff to develop with this kid, but he's got all the tools to figure it out. And he's got the mental side to figure it out. This guy started a foundation to help veterans and underprivileged children when he was still in high school. He played, he didn't even play offensive line until high school. He played like wide receiver and cornerback until then, which is just insane to think about. <laughs> but he's, he, as a kid, he started working with uh, Willie Anderson, who was a former like Pro Bowl offensive tackle in the NFL. His dad played safety in the NFL. He has a degree in journalism. He wrote for the Ohio State newspaper. Like, this guy, there is so much to like about him. So many green flags all over his profile. And he's just a, such a rare athlete, rare frame. There's stuff to clean up. I think he's going to clean it up. Um, so I'm sad that he's not there for the Bears. But I wasn't going to be anywhere. Anyway. Good, good player, good guy. Yeah, I mean, it also feels like the perfect pick for the Cardinals because you need to protect Kyler, plain and simple. You need to protect him, and who better than I think the guy that a lot of people eventually considered to be the number one tackle in this draft, plain and simple. I think that's ended up where a lot of people ended up with him. And, again, I, I think Q called it very early on in the process, too. Again, flowers where they're due. I think Skaronsky ultimately becomes a very good guard in the NFL. I don't think he's ever going to make – I think he could – in a pinch, I think he could be a tackle, right? Like I think he's a guy, a swing guy, where you could move him around a little bit. But I think ultimately if you're starting him as one of your starting five, he's a guard if you want your best five on the field, in my opinion. That's a hell of a yeah. pick, man. I mean, ballsy move by the Cardinals, too, to move back up. That's a lot of, tra- lot of trades so far, and to be honest, for that to be the first moan and groan of the draft, we're in a good position. Absolutely. That was a six. That was True. a six pick. That I was gonna say, pick. I'm I'm starting the way this these first couple picks have really gone. I'm starting to think the Bears stay at nine and take the pick. I think there's gonna be somebody there that they like that they're gonna take it. Because we got the three quarterbacks, it was just a difference of Richardson and Levis, and uh, I don't know who Las Vegas goes for here, and maybe Christian Gonzalez. Maybe they try to trade out of the pick. Uh, Atlanta needs a running back. So Atlanta might go. I saw Atlanta mock to Bijan or Bijan mock to Atlanta quite a few times. But yeah, I mean the way it's turned out, I don't, I don't think you really need to trade, right? Tyree Wilson's still there. Jalen Carter is still there. I think, yeah, I think it. I think it comes down to your point, Bijan, because I completely agree with you. I don't think a trade is completely necessary anymore for the Bears because I have a feeling one of those guys that polls considered a blue player in their evaluation is going to be there at nine. I really do. My big question now is, what are your offers though? Like, is anybody yeah, that's, dying to come and, up yeah, tonight? Trying to come back, and especially, yeah, especially with Levis falling too. 
And Carter's Maybe, still on the board. That's what I'm if saying. Carter's there at nine. The Bears are taking him. They're but not I, letting okay. Him slip All right, I'll say I'll say this, and I'll say this early. Not that there's not going to be more trades, but I think for a little while, at least probably a couple more picks. Like there won't be trades. Like I think I think Vegas will stick here. Atlanta will stick here. If there is a trade, it'll be us. But I, there's what is there three trades in the first? We've been on stream for an hour. You know what I'm saying? So Las Vegas may have an opportunity to shore up some of that, you know, the defensive issues that they had last year. Cause they were a team that even with Derek Carr, they scored a lot of fucking points. They were in a lot of games, but their defense was ultimately the downfall of their team. And uh, I think you could go Christian Gonzalez here. You could go somewhere on the, on the defensive line. Um, Dare I say a guy like Henning Hooker because Jimmy Garoppolo is better at being important stars than playing football. <laughs> you are so, so sold on Henning Hooker going you know, in the top that. How much money do you have on it? Be no, let's, no. Let's be real here. <laughs> no, not 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 on him going to the Raiders. But but listen, they they listen. They don't leave this draft without picking up a quarterback because Jimmy Garoppolo is Jimmy fucking Garoppolo. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, talking, I think we're not I talking think, about him trying to get at me at Khalifa. We're talking about him trying to win a Super. I think I fucking love that. I think the the only reason they don't take a quarterback here because the pick is in is because Garoppolo's on a three year deal. They paid him a lot of money, starter money, to be the guy. So I really I think I agree with you. I think it makes sense for them to take a guy maybe in the second or third round. I but I think here. If it's Levis, dude, that's perfect for the Bears. Because then Atlanta's got to either take Carter or they got to take Gonzalez. And then the Bears are stuck with a guy that's a blue chip prospect. You got to you gotta let me get my meatball takeoff. You drop Jimmy Garoppolo in Las Vegas, crimson chin, right? Okay. Over under four, <laughs> over under four and a half kids acquired in that three-year deal. Yo, so, you know so, like, so like, be done. Don't be fucking out there. I, I went to Eastern Illinois. I lived yeah. next door to Jimmy Garoppolo. See, you got inside I'm, I'm taking way over. You can't get the over. over. He's over. He's gonna be, <laughs> be Philip Rivers by the time that he leaves Las Vegas, Vegas and not because of anything that he does on football field. More Guys, like for Marty. <laughs> a, 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 an interesting question here that I want to pose from a friend of the program and uh fellow on tap. Uh Quentin Johnston. Our thoughts on him maybe going to the Raiders here? That feels like a very Raiders pick. Well, well, yeah, actually, given the team that it is and the sentence that you just said, yeah, the Raiders suck at the draft. It doesn't matter. They're just bad at drafting. So, um, yeah, honestly, this could be a, a total wild card. This could be nobody that we just said, including I, what people just said. I, I have your, a hunch. This is Hendon. This is Hendon. I have, I have a hunch. <laughs> I have a hunch based on my sources that it is a defensive player. That is my hunch. It's you, got, you got bad sources. <laughs> Would you like to bet any kind of money here? No. Me? Yeah. I don't bet any of them. I don't. I don't bet on football. Their <laughs> secondary. Their secondary was barbecue chicken last season. Yeah. They. It's just the NFL. I'm, NFL I'm, Network is, is updating me on shit. I'm betting, I'm betting money. It's a Texas Tech product. Oh, it's Tyree. What are you reading shit over there? No, I'm not reading anything. I'm getting my sources via via my insider over here. 
Their draft room's kind of bunk. Yeah. No ball dudes either. Not to trust out because they just take the wrong guy every year. Doesn't look real fun in there either, right? No. Like, I mean, you're, no. in, you're in fucking like, Vegas. You think, boys, are you boys, in, boys. Are you in Vegas or are you at Dog the Bounty Hunter's fucking compound waiting boys, to go get your next guy? Boys, boys, they look boys, like they're in is, Boca Raton. It is the Texas Tech product, Tyree Wilson. Ah, fuck. Back to back fucks. That's good, though. I'd rather have Tyree Wilson than Jalen Carter. Really? Okay, go off on that real quick. I actually would love to hear what your thought process is there. Tyree Wilson doesn't have off the field issues. Athleticism has something to do with it, too. But I was going to say, Wilson is a freak athlete. I've said this on on countless occasions, and I said it last night, too, on On Tap Pets. When you draft someone this high, they got to be a good guy, too. Glenn was talking about it with Paris Johnson. They have to be a good player and a good guy, and that's just not me being a fucking meatball. This is a multi-million dollar investment that you are making in a player. Dude's got the stunner shades on. He's got no undershirt on. This dude fucks. Look at this guy. This guy would have been way better than Jalen Carter. But instead, the Bears will probably take Jalen Carter. And let's just hope that he doesn't get after it on Lakeshore Drive one night after work. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's fucked up to say, but in this position, you have to pick the guy that is the outstanding character, the guy that is the team captain, the guy that has the high GPA, the guy that's doing stuff in the community, that's taking his teammates out to And I will, I will, I can't say that last one because Jalen Carter did actually feed a teammate for the entire year last year. So we rekindle that part of the statement. Jalen Carter, even before the stuff come out about what happened, it looked like his character was intact, even regardless of what, I think it may have been Daniel Jeremiah that came after him, but, when you're dealing with the stuff that he dealt with, top 10 money is top 10 money. And if he fucks off and, and does the unthinkable, you're shit out of luck. So that's like where I'm at with it. And I didn't mean to get all serious, but the top 10 picks the top 10 picks. No, I, I, think, I think that's an incredibly good point. Go ahead, Juice. I, just, I was just going to say that's the worst suit of the night, though, by far. That's, oh, well, yeah, that's a terrible like, fucking he had, suit. He had both terrible. nipples out. Both nipples out. Terrible suit. Electric like a, terrible. It's like a hieroglyphic suit, dude. Dude, he looks he looks like a freaking flower PlayStation 2 controller. Like yeah, it's, it's all the fucking PlayStation. I buttons, cannot man. believe Quentin's not gonna be in here when the Bears shock the world and draft B. John Robinson. With the way this goes, though, I mean, this may be another 35 minutes by the time it picks in. The Bears pick, yeah. I mean, it's... Oh, no, Atlanta's pick is in. Speaking oh, of devil. buddy. <laughs> oh. It's going to be Bijan right here at 8. We'll see, we'll see what my sources have to say. Sauces? What's the marinara man got for me? Uh-oh, someone, someone just tagged me something on Twitter. It's Bijan. Son of a bitch. It all burned down. Oh, we're hammering some shit live on stream, and you can watch me sweat some shit out because the rain yeah, is yeah. We need that with some on-tap bets content right here. What do we got, Bijan? What are we hammering live? Yeah, what are we sweating out right now? Make me some money so I could bet it on the golf course this weekend. 
against Bijan. I might have to see what the live line is in the Celtics game, but I want to see what the Bears pick. I got to get my head in the right headspace here <laughs> where I fire off the the last losing bet of the night. But uh, Yankees, yeah. first, Yankees' first five looks like as square as it was. Garrett Cole's got big meat, and Andrew Haney does not have as big of meat. Um, that's 3 nothing in the bottom of the fourth. So we got well, – Cubs win total? You take yes. Cubs win total again this year? I took yeah. I took them to go to the playoffs. I said, wow. I, I love that. Good for you. Win total. We're going to the playoffs this year. And wow. uh, I've been trying not to poke too much fun on on tap bets, but I looked up a stat this afternoon um, as the on tap bets guy. You know, you look up the most profitable and least profitable team in the MLB. Uh, the Cubs sit at the sixth most profitable team in the MLB through this point in the season. That was before they won today. People, the people that play baseball on the other side of the city are ranked dead last in profitability. Uh, yeah, I believe gambling, that. From a gambling perspective. Not if you bet against them. All of my buddies have well, been betting against them on the run line. Well, see, that's a well, that's that's well, shade, shade the socks. <laughs> shade them. Correct. Put against correct. them every opportunity you have. Uh, Peebo had said he put five on the Cubs World Series. I mean, dude, they're going to go to the That's playoffs. Hot. I love that. Okay. You, I think they're a playoff team, man. Like, the, the division's down, not to turn this into Cubs on tap, but the division's down. The Pirates <laughs> are in first place right now, and we know that's not going to stand. I mean, look it. Cubs in four. Uh, I don't know who we're picking here, but we're about to be on the clock because Bijan's gone. What do you mean it's not Cubs on tap, Bijan? I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My Cubs on tap debut. <laughs> hey, also, let, me, let me let me plug something real quick too. Please uh, do. I, I start back up with the Cougars on uh, the. I want to say we probably have a preseason game the week before the 11th, but the 18th football night, Northwestern Medicine Field. I will be there. First base well in the trenches, but I am not the important person. Cole Komet and Larry Borum will be there. I'm assuming wow. one of them, if not both, will throw out an honorary first pitch, autograph, signings, pictures, all that. So uh, you can imagine a beat on in a Notre Dame hat and a Notre Dame like shirt, just like camera, camera like trembling, like, oh my God, it's Cole Komet, brother, let's go. But yeah, I I saw that this morning and I'm like, okay. That's building some momentum on draft day. For Dad, you know? I uh, I saw that when you shared that this morning, beat on it. I shared that as well on Facebook, oh, so yeah. so the public knows. Guys, I have a hunch. I called this earlier to a friend of mine that is in attendance at the uh, Casa de Luz draft party. Um, I think this is a I think this is a skill player going to the Atlanta Falcons at number eight. Oh yeah, it's it's Bijan. It's Bijan for sure. Uh, I. I have I am, spent the last three days telling everyone. Here, here is here is the pick as well, boys. It's Rogers coming out to the podium. Do I just Houdini the second that Bijan has said? Do I just Houdini? Do I just Houdini? Just poof, just <laughs> vanish. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here is the pick. We'll see what what has to be said. It makes the most sense to take B. John Robinson right here. But again, is Desmond Ritter really that dude? Is he really that dude right now? Like they think he is, man. They're they're sold on him. They've they've said they're they're sticking with him the whole way. And they spent all they spent all of last season throwing the ball like five yards and in. It's B. John Robinson for sure. Oh. It hasn't come yet. 
They got a, they got somebody else reading it other than Roger. Fuck you, Roger. Fuck you, Roger. Fuck you, Roger. <laughs> and your stupid fucking chair, dude. A stupid chair. Damn you, Roger. Damn you. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I love. I like that they bring out regular people, though, to do these picks. That's got to be a cool experience. There goes your first running back. Bijan's a falcon. No, there's Houdini. He's gone. He's gone. Resuscitate him. Somebody give him mouth to mouth. The beat on draft propaganda did not work out. It's fine. It's fine, though, because you know what? I lost $5. The Bears did not lose $50 million. That's fine. We're good. Our running back situation still fucking sucks for this year. Don't get it twisted. I'm going to miss Monty. Um, But, yeah, dude, I don't know. This was one of those running backs that, in my eyes, you had an opportunity to get him. You go grab him. But now it sets up for Jalen Carter over everything for our man Q, who, like, I would like to point this out. Before anybody else that is on the radio, that does a podcast, that talks about Bears football, and maybe, you know, has a podcast or whatever, YouTube show, whatever, Quentin was the first to say Jalen Carter. This was like week 13, week 11, week 12 type shit. We have the videos. Check the receipts. I'm happy for my guy to have an opportunity even after all the shit that happened, after the trade, after all the trades that happened from one to nine, and all the picks – they still have an opportunity to go get his guy. Will it happen? I don't know. Do we trade here? Wait, what? It says Chicago 9 and 10. What does no, that even mean? No, Chicago's 11. No, Philly. Did they just trade with Philly? Either that or ESPN's draft graphic is No, 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 no. No, no, because no, NFL Network's got Philly before Chicago, too. No, the I, Eagles are on the clock now. The Eagles are on the clock. We traded. We traded. The we Eagles traded. are on the clock. Ryan Poles for fat traded. bastard. I knew the Bears were trading. Wow. Who are the Eagles thinking right here? What did they get then? Yeah, I got to see this trade. The pick's already in. Pick's in? I need to take a sip of my drink after that. What the fuck? I am losing my brain so, right What is going on? I, man. Oh, here we go. The Eagles send number 10 and a fourth rounder next year for number nine. Number 10 and a fourth rounder. That's fine. Okay. It's one position. One position. Yeah. One position. Right. Oh, what? Oh, my God. What is about to happen? I'm hypothesizing with, with those in my draft party here, boys, so how I want to share it with you guys. Many, how many Do they, are the Eagles coming up for Carter here, or – well, they Do just the Bears out. know that they're not taking Carter and moving back one spot for salary cap purposes and just getting more assets because that's what Poles does? Or more time to orchestrate a trade for somebody who likes Carter? You got or, Levis, that got, too? or somebody who likes Levis. They got right. David, they got Davis last year. No, Tennessee's gonna take Levis. I think they're kind of shit out of luck. They might have to but they didn't Bananas. like they, they don't like Malik Willis. I don't know. They didn't really give him a great opportunity, but they don't like him. It, this is uh, interesting, to say the least. And you know what, too? The Eagles at 10, they were going to probably take Bijan Robinson. That was the most likely out. Yeah. I really am perplexed at who was about to go here at 9. I don't really know. 
And I also was way off on my trade. But I did say if there was a team that was going to trade, it would be us. It would be us. Oh, and the fourth to move down one, though. I get it. Well, get yeah, it. but let that fourth be like a Darnell Mooney or, you know, one of yeah. those type of guys. Get you so, guys, guys, I want to – I want to. I want to get your your thoughts on something here really quick. What if the Eagles come up and take Carter? What do you what are you doing as a Bears fan? Because according according to Mr. Lefevre here, he thinks the Bears are taking Skoransky at number ten. But the trade has officially been announced at the draft. The Eagles have picked. It is in, and we're going to learn who the newest NFC champion Super Bowl runner up is. The newest member of the Bang Bang Bird Gang. It's okay, Bidon served his purpose with the Bijan smoke and mirrors. The suspense is building. The GM from the Falcons saw my tweet. An unnamed GM of the Falcons. Yeah. Someone that we will not name on this show. But also a, ge- a genuinely good dude because you signed my friend. Quentin, we almost uh, He's back. Oh. Quentin, you missed a bunch of badness, my man's. Dude, yeah. I was I what was, is I going was on? In another stream. I was watching. I would have been back a couple minutes earlier if the Bears didn't trade the pick, but I was like, okay, I got a couple minutes to finish this thought. Um, so either the Eagles just blew the Bears away compensation-wise or the Bears – They didn't. It's just as oh, – It's a, you guys, it's a fourth oh, rounder from that for next year to move back one pick. That's it. Then they're either they're not taking Jalen Carter or the Bears aren't comfortable with Jalen Carter. One of those two. That's the only thing that makes sense. I was expecting the Raiders to take Jalen Carter, okay? Because the Raiders take Jalen Carter's. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought Tyree was a good pick for them. I thought that made a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, why go? Why go risky? Like, especially when you're Josh McDaniels, you're already on, like kind of loose footing, locker room wise. Take a guy. I said, I said two things while you were gone that were of importance. One, that you were you were first, not last. You were Ricky Bobby in terms of Jalen Carter's affairs. And then two, also, you have to you have to look at these character issues when you're drafting someone this high in the draft, just based off of monetary value. Well, the, here comes here comes here comes the selection, boys. I think I know what it is, and I'm really intrigued to hear what you guys have to say. I think it's. I'm hoping it's Skaronski. I unfortunately think you're incorrect. Hey, Jalen Carter is a Philadelphia Eagle. What are we doing here? Sound off, gentlemen. Sound off. We're taking Skaronsky, then. It has to be Skaronsky. What are we doing here? But why? Um, why Skaronsky? He's not a tackle. It's Jason Kelsey. I mean, That's Jason Kelsey drinking a beer. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they're going to move back up for like the, if if they're taking an offensive tackle. I gotta think it's starting out right. But like if if they don't go offensive tackle, you got Christian Gonzalez on the board. You got uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba on the board. But then you got to figure out how you're going to get Spicy. the offensive tackle. So then, are you trading fifty three plus to get back up to the third, the thirties to get one of those guys like a Matt Bergeron or Anton Harrison? 
because I don't think they're going to be there by the forties. So it's, I, yeah, they got to have a plan here. I'm curious to find out what it is. Scott, the best player in the draft, just went. Yeah, Scott believes that the Bears are trading again. That is his hypothesis. Nothing is confirmed yet. Bears are still on the clock at ten here. Very intrigued to see what happens though, because I don't think any of us foresaw the the Eagles trade being a thing. So, for one, it says the pick is in. Is it? Yeah. For the Bears. Okay. Yeah. All right, boys. The stream might be coming to an end here very, very soon. Who is it? Uh, I think I know who it is now. I think I know who it is, too. Do we want to share Peebo's comment from the YouTubes? It's B. John Robinson. No. Biggs tweeted, it is Darnell Wright. Yeah, that's who I, that if they're going to line, I think Darnell Wright's the clear pick. I, lo- I like Darnell Wright, so I am not mad about that pick at all. Yeah, that dude's got the either. best hands in the draft, that offensive yeah. tackle. So, I mean, we'll we'll get the official announcement, but if that's but, the pick. Hold on. By the way, can I can I sound off for a quick second before the Bears pick? When the hell did the NFL draft become like the NBA draft, where we know the pick like nine minutes before the actual announcement? That's bullshit. Stay off. It's yeah, it's not, that's Has not that fun. been happening? Or was that just this pick? Oh, yeah. No, it's been the whole oh, draft. It's been the whole draft. Why do you think I have intel? I've got my buddy here on Twitter just telling me what the pick is. Oh, I thought you were texting yeah. Shefty or something, Ron. I know you got those connects. No, I got my source. My source. My source is telling me who's going in the next pick. Darnell Wright is Dude, the projected next pick. I, I can't believe the Bears passed on Carter. Like they, I guess they weren't comfortable with him. They weren't comfortable with the off-the-field stuff. Him, yeah. They must not have been. That must have all just been smoke. Yeah. They will. I think they wanted a team to to try to come up, and maybe Pittsburgh wasn't giving them what they wanted. Maybe you know some of these other teams that when Carter was there at nine, and maybe the Eagles finally called them. Were just like, hey, we'll move up one just to guarantee yeah. we get them and give you a pick. And the Bears might have just been like, we'll take the extra draft capital. That's fine. Yeah, when dude, I I, I can't watch these highlights on the TV right ball. now. I just can't. Like, I'm having Aaron Donald flashbacks right now of thinking he was going to be a Chicago Bear and then, like, it not happening. And, I mean, I, there's questions to Carter, but he is one of the most talented defensive tackles we've seen come out of the college ranks in probably five, ten years. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles draft room is pumped. Nick Serrani's over there dapping everybody up and hanging up the phone and – a bunch Dude, of chaos. That D line. They still got Fletcher Cox there, who was still a solid player last year. And they drafted they added Jordan, Jordan Davis. Davis. Yeah. They got Jalen Carter down. Yeah. They I was gonna say you replaced other guys. Like they you re- were in like a nine-man deep rotation. I was gonna say you replaced Hargrave with Carter. That's literally what happened right here. You lose Hargrave to the Niners for a bunch of money, and instead of having to pay up for another premier tackle, you your D tackle, you get you get Carter. For a fourth round draft pick next year, it's not even this year. Are we? Are we in the territory? I'm going to pose the question: Are we in the territory asking what the fuck is Paul's doing? Oh, dude, listen, you know me. I've been saying that since the draft started, and we weren't even on the fucking clock. I'm glad you guys invited me. But who the fuck are we picking here? Is it Darnell Wright? Is it it's Darnell Wright. Right. It's Darnell Wright. Pretty much everything for a month now. I won't be upset if the Bears walk away with Darnell Wright. And just don't let him know about Darnell Wright. I'm just I, I, I have FOMO over Jalen Carter. Yeah, it's fun, right? You take the tackle yeah. and you're like, oh yeah, it's but 
Jalen Carter's that's the fun. Yeah. Sometimes you got to eat your veggies. He though. was the most. You know what else is player in this draft who you looked at his tape before all the off-field stuff? You were like, that. That's general. That is the generational talent in this draft. Do you, honest to God, question here though? Like, every part of me, everyone, everybody's like, oh, Jalen Carter's the sexy pick, sure. But like, you know what else is sexy is Fields having time to throw the football. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that because that right side of line is astronomically better now. All of a sudden, year to year, you have Nate Davis playing right guard, who was graded as one of the best pass blocking guards in, in the league last year. Yeah. Darnell Wright, who's an elite hand technician at the right tackle spot. They clearly believe in Braxton Jones over on the left side. You've got Tevin now playing the left guard spot because it's almost been all but confirmed. Now really the only question mark being center is Cody White here going to play there? Is it Lucas Patrick? Yeah. Do they draft the center of the future? But I Jared like Hanks. the fact that they have that ability to again the whole the whole concept and Quentin I remember you and I did an episode just the two of us at one point this season and it was your goal is to keep Justin upright. Here's the pick. I'll give you the official. Darnell Wright is the pick officially. I love the pick. I love it. I'm good but, with it. But I mean, yeah. how as can much you not as love it? as much as like I have instant regret about not getting Jalen Carter, I've got to remind myself. I've said for months now, I might trust the Bears' decision here. Because the Jalen Carter stuff comes down to what their team psychologists who met with him said, what the presence was, that, what they, where they felt like this kid is mentally to be able to walk into a locker room that's not established and be able to handle all the pressure of it. If they didn't think that that is doable right now, then that's fine. I'm okay with them not taking him because they understand where they're at and what they can reasonably expect of a kid in that situation, which don't get it wrong. That kid is in a rough situation right now. Like that is tough mentally going through everything, the media all over him, a good friend of his passed away. He's probably blaming himself on some level. Like there is, it's a tough spot for everyone involved, especially him. And I'm not sure that the bears organization is the right place for him to end up. And that was where I was saying, I'm going to trust what they think there. Yeah, 100%. I, I love this comment from Scott. This is just a, a, a nod to our boy Juice over here. Juice with the food, I think he meant metaphor, but mediator. Uh, eat your veggies before your dessert, right? The the sexy Always pick, the dessert, the dessert would have been the Carter pick, right? But the veggies that keep you healthy, keep you strong. How do you keep this franchise going in the right direction? You you keep Justin upright, and Darnell Wright's going to absolutely do that. Justin yeah. upright, Darnell upright. I think, too, so, like, if you're Ryan Poles, it's safe, right? Well, you yeah. needed a, an I offensive mean, tackle. Darnell Wright is – and this is your first first-round pick. It's safe. And I get it. I like that. In a lot of ways, I'm a big yeah. fan of the fact that we don't have to worry about a guy, you know, with character issues or, or not performing. Like, the, your, Darnell Wright is day one start, first-round pick ever for Ryan Poles. Like, yeah, place and go. I'm okay with it. Yeah, he was my number 13 prospect, and he got him at number 10. I think that's perfectly fair. I mean, he's not even 22 yet, too. He's fairly young, good long arms, massive frame, um, and a lot of experience for not even being 22 yet. This guy's a three-year starter at Tennessee, and I believe three-year starter. But he's played on the left side. 
He was much better on the right last year than he was the two years before on the left. Um, but there is question, like, could he bounce back to the left if you wanted him to? Because he didn't look good on the left side the previous two years, but something clearly clicked for him this past season. And so now the question, if you do want him on the left, is he's got a proven camp that he can make that transition. But I think it's possible when you see how something clicked for him last year. He this is this is a guy who started putting in more work last season, off the field work. He he started creating Excel sheets to track his opponents, what they what he was seeing them do on film, when he was seeing them do it, and how he was going to counter it. That that is a big part of what I think clicked for him was that off field work coming together with the on field talent, and that's something that I love to hear because that's something that's translatable. You know, that's that that's something he's going to have to keep doing at the NFL level. And the fact that he's already doing it, he's ahead of a lot of guys in that aspect. And he's just angry. He just likes to put you in the dirt and then jump on top of you once you're down there. Like, that's just fun. His hands are the best in the class. He is snatch trapping guys all over his tape, just throwing them down in front of him, using their weight against them, their momentum. To get, they're getting way out leverage. And he's saying, I know my angles better than you. I'm going to make you look like a fool. Um, his comp here, it's lofty, but it's Jason Peters. He's that type of that type of player with his hands. And I don't actually think he's gonna be a Hall of Famer necessarily, but that was the closest like body, like physical comp I could find. Um he was a high school state champion in the shot put. He let's see, was the senior bowl practice player of the week at the senior bowl this year. You were and he was really too. good at the senior bowl. Oh yeah, I, I loved I really enjoyed watching him there. Um, and on a final note, he considers lost to be the greatest cinematic event of his lifetime. <laughs> that's quite a, that's quite a piece of information that I don't know how to feel about, <laughs> but that is amazing. Dude, honestly, I mean, honestly, we've gotten some good feedback here in the comments. So if you guys are down to keep David debating this for a few more minutes before we uh, we call it an evening and enjoy the rest of the draft, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch a couple of the comments to you guys here. First one coming from our boy Scott: Can Wright block Khalil Mack? And my quick answer is yes, because he is such a hand technician, and any guy that has good hands, you can block any elite pass rusher as long as they don't get to your hands first. Yeah, I mean Khalil Mack's go-to move is a bull rush, right? He, he, his hands are fast and he gets into you fast and converts that speed to power. And Wright's got a stout, stout anchor and good hands. I mean, am I counting on him to go in and shut pitch a shutout against Khalil Mack as a rookie? Probably not, but I think he's the type of player. Yeah. He should be able to block Khalil Mack in, in time. A spicy take here. So I'm not watching the ESPN feed, but Scott is. He says, Lewis Riddick just said on ESPN that Darnell Wright has the ability and potential to be the best player in this year's draft. That is high praise for anybody. And this is a guy, remember, Lewis Riddick is not just some talking head that doesn't know what he's doing. Like, he worked in NFL front offices. This guy is, that's high Cole. praise. High praise. Yeah, I mean, I him. can... I can see it. I think it, it's probably, I don't think he has a higher ceiling than some of the other guys in the draft, but he is the high, the, the, the best player currently with still room to grow, I guess would be the way I'd put it. Like he's not at his ceiling yet, but he's already well above the floor of a lot of other guys. 
Yeah, agreed. I think he, he might be one of the safest picks in the draft because he has – sometimes the guy with the highest floor is not a bad pick, especially if you're yeah. not in the top three, right? Like sometimes the guy that you know what you're getting with him is the best-case scenario. And and David says from Facebook here, he asked, was he the best offensive tackle on the board? In theory, in my opinion, yes. Because if you believe Skaronsky is a guard, which we we talked about numerous times here at Bears on Tap, I mean, you could make the argument. Tighten selections in yeah. here quick, guys, in, in case you're intrigued to know who goes here. Ron, if you want to uh, shoot back to the, the screen share, I can show my offensive tackle board. Please do. Darnell Wright was the best tackle I had on the board. He was my number two tackle. Skaronsky was is technically a tackle. I consider him my number, Skaronsky my number speaking, one guard. Speaking of Skaronsky, so, he just went to Tennessee. Okay. I, I nailed that. I had that in my mock. Nice. Um, but yeah, Darnell Wright was my. I had him above Broderick Jones, Cody Bergeron, Cody Mock, Anton Harrison, Dewan Jones. Darnell Wright was OT two for me. Like I said, he was my number well, thirteen overall prospect. He got him at ten, which is that, that, that's fair. That's just fine. It's good value. Agreed. I I'm a fan. I I don't know about you guys. I want to turn it back over to the group here. Um, the Bears obviously could make another draft pick tonight. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it on, on Sunday's recap show, but I want to send it around the horn, boys. This was A, fun. I had a great time hanging out with every single one of you guys. But final thoughts so far. Bears have their guy, and uh, we move forward to the rest of the draft. Juice, Q, you guys are going to be very active, I know, tomorrow as well. So encouraging people to, to continue to stay in tune with Bears on Tap. Um, oh, as always, follow Beat on 300 if you're looking for the most off-the-wall gambling abilities ever. Um, if you're looking to bet on, like, overseas soccer at 2 a.m., Beat on your guy. Uh, I'll promise you that right now. Be sure to do that. But, gentlemen, I want to send it around the horn. Final thoughts before we uh, sign off and and watch the rest of the draft with less pressure now that the Bears have made their pick. I'll go first. I think, um, uh, I, think I said it to close out last night's show that, you know, I was on, on with the guy from Boston, and he had the same sentiment about his team. I said at the beginning of this show, you sure up one of the two lines, offensive line or D-line. Obviously, you're not going to sure up the whole line with one pick. But you sure up that position. You draft a guy who, like Quinn said, was probably one of the better tackles, if not the best tackle in the draft. And the size that he has, he has the frame to come in and start right away, regardless of what. You know, you draft a guy this high on the team that we have, if he's not coming in and starting right away, there's a problem. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's a good pick. Um, Got to keep fields upright, like you guys said, and just move this offense forward. I know we're going to have to attack the defense later rounds of this draft, but the offense continues to get better with a pick like this. 100%. Q, go ahead, buddy. What do you got for us? Final thoughts. Um, for the last probably week, week and a half, I've been trying to retweet Darnell Wright's RAS score every single day. I don't know if anyone noticed or cared, but there was a reason. I, I thought he was probably the most likely pick for the Bears today, and I'm happy with it. I like the pick a lot. I love his tape. I think he's going to walk in and be a a stabilizing presence on this O-line, as Ron was saying earlier. Suddenly, Braxton Jones, Tevin Jenkins, white hair, rookie, Lucas Patrick, competition, uh, Nate Davis, and Darnell Wright. Sounds like a fairly solid offensive line, which is not something that we've had in Chicago for a while. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm content with this. I feel good about it. Before we get to juice, Jameer Gibbs just went to the lions at 12. 
Woo! That's spicy. That is spicy. Juice, final thoughts, buddy. Did you have fun? I had the best time, man. It's fun. And you know how much I don't like the draft. <laughs> I know. But that's why I had to ask. <laughs> I know, right? It's. I mean, it's. this was fun, though. I, I will say this. And I said this in our last podcast that this thing was going to succeed or fail with Justin Fields. And you have to do everything you can to make sure that every piece to help him succeed is put in place, no matter what it is. And if you have to make the vegetable pick and your vegetable pick ends up being a nice sauteed, you know, zucchini, you know, with a little bit of lime sauce or something like that on top. I'll tell you right now, man, that I'm, I'm a big fan and I'm uh, I'm a huge, uh, I, I'm back, baby. Bears are back. They're going to keep Justin Fields upright. We're going to run around like crazy and we're going to figure something out, man. We're going to figure it out on the defense. We're going to figure it out. I do I do have one sabermetric stat of the day. Jameer Gibbs 0-1 all-time against NIU. He done out. <laughs> it's true because he, he he transferred from Georgia Tech. Transferred yeah. from, it was a yellow jacket. Uh, quickly from our – also, the guy that makes all the magic happen, if anybody's not following him on Twitter, at Lefever Fever. Uh, Mr. Brian Lefever here makes all the magic happen with the clips and everything you guys see on YouTube, on Twitter. Um, he asks, where does DeAndre Swift end up? I wonder because Montgomery is in Detroit and they've now just drafted Gibbs. So that is going to be another storyline. You better learn Chinese, on. buddy. <laughs> Play it over China now. <laughs> uh, Him and Bauer it. holding hands on the train, man. Yeah, hey, buddy. <laughs> Hey, I'm right there with you guys. I honestly love the pick. You know, early in this process, Q pointed me in the right direction and said, Darnell Wright. And I, I went and I watched a lot of Darnell Wright film. And I am, at least historically, and we made the joke, for those that weren't with us, obviously, in the pre-show because we weren't live yet, um, there is a, a sneak uh, prospect in Q's personal version of his draft guide uh, by the name of Ron Luce, in case you didn't know. And... Ron Luce was an undersized offensive lineman in every facet, although Q says otherwise here. And <laughs> I will make it known that Ron Luce made his living in college football being a, by being a technician. And I love technician offensive linemen. And seeing a guy like Darnell Wright with how good he is with his hands and how that, that dynamic alone changes his ability to pass block, especially against elite rushers, that gets me excited. Because now you don't have to worry about Justin. If Jones takes the next step forward in his development, because he's a freak athlete. You can't teach the athleticism. You can teach technique from an offensive line standpoint. I promise you. I watched guys develop from the, the rawest of the raw in terms of prospects all the way into, you know, really, really good players. I love that. I'm going I'm to like frame that on my wall. I hope you know that. But, you know, I, I've, I've watched that happen. I firmly believe Braxton Jones can develop into a very solid left tackle. Will he be a Hall of Famer? Probably not. Will he be a pro bowler? Maybe one. But if he's solid and gets the job done and you have right on the other side and then now you've, you've filled in your middle with good quality, nasty guards and, and hopefully a smart center, whether that's the veteran white hair or a rookie, I feel so much better about Justin Fields staying up right next season. 
I really do. And that makes me super excited because to me, that that presents you the opportunity to have that Jalen Hurts level ascent in your three. And if that happens, we're we're gonna have a lot of fun on Bears on Tap this season, boys. And you know, the three of us will be on regularly beat on. We're 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 gonna get you and Joey involved from a gambling side and, and get you, you know, just gambling spasmatics involved in all this fun. It's gonna be a good year, boys. And I like the right pick. I'm really, really hyped on it. He also wears a great number. That was my high school number, 58. So big fan of that too. That's a big dude um, number, yeah. That's a big dude number. So Man, it was it, this was a blast. I'm glad we got to do this. I'm excited to see Q and, and Juice what you guys do tomorrow, and appreciate you guys holding down the fort. Beat on, I appreciate you hopping on with us as well, buddy. Giving some of your uh, your gambling that you did on your own, as well as just some of the insights throughout this whole thing. Um, I didn't look to the Seahawks for everything. Okay, <laughs> bet it. Love it. And if you win it's money, available. On it, you get can, in the mud. Get in the mud with me because I'm swimming can, in quicksand. You can you can give him the love, but gents, quickly before we get out of here, boys, uh, Bears on Tap, one of two official podcasts here. Check out our boys over at Bears Nation Pod. We will be back with you guys with the recap show on Sunday. Uh, and what do you say, guys? We got first pick out of the way. You guys will be back with more content tomorrow. Bear down, boys. Bear down. Bear down. Bear down. Bear down.